RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. I want to welcome Zelka Grammer, GE Free Northland Chairwoman, to Reality Check Radio. We've invited Zelka on today after seeing an article in the Herald dated the 26th of September, headline, Kaipara's tougher GE stance at risk of being diluted, campaigners say. Uh, Northland GE Free campaigners fear Kaipara District Council will water down its stance on genetic engineering. So Zelka Grammer joins us. Zelka, thanks for coming on. Oh, no worries. Okay, so what's the history here um, with uh, Kaipara and the District Council first? Well, basically in Taitokarau, up in Northland, we had a problematic, inadequately contained GE field trial involving Tamarillos and a very controversial, uh, what they call a viral promoter, the cauliflower mosaic virus. That was back in the mid-90s at Ketty Ketty. And because of that and because of the concerns of local orchardists and farmers and beekeepers and everyone, there was a lot of constructive lobbying of the councils and local manafenua and the primary producers really put the put the acid on them. And they looked into the hazardous substances and new organisms act, the has no act, and found to their horror that um, under that act, as regards genetically engineered organisms or GE crops or field trials, um, there's no mandatory requirement for the EPA previously called IRMA, to take a precautionary approach, and there are inadequate liability provisions. So basically that means that anyone, an overseas multinational, a private company, um, an NZCRI, can apply to the um, EPA, the central regulator in Wellington. They get the rubber stamp. And then if they cause unintended or unforeseen adverse effects, the costs are socialized and it's the ratepayers and local oh. people and the councillors who pick up the tab. Okay, that's nice of them. Yeah, that's nice. So All right. They go, on, they go yeah. on and say that the risks are negligible, it's all going to be fine, there's money to be made, you know, New Zealand's missing the bus, all oh, these ridiculous... Yeah, we've heard all those, um, yeah, yeah. those lines. Yeah. And, and yet, when you point out to them, oh, so the risks are so low, the risks are negligible, you won't mind signing this document meaning that you have to prove financial fitness, post a $20 million bond, and be personally financially liable in the highly unlikely event that there are unintended or unforeseen adverse effects. Oh, you won't sign? You're not willing to go there? Well, basically, you can you can piss off. Yeah, so, okay. So all the councils have banded together from South Auckland right up to Cape Baranga, and they all have precautionary and prohibitive GEGMO provisions, they're standing with local Manafenua or the Iwi and Hapu, but the Kaipara District Council is the very last one. Only the land of the Kaipara District is unprotected. And the new council is kind of dragging the chain. Why? Um, I think since the last local body elections, um, the new councillors who aren't very conversant with this issue because the previous councils were very, very... Um, conversant with all the issues and the various long-term council community plans, all the independent reports, the legal opinions that this innovative Northland, Auckland Intercouncil Working Party on GMOs uh, commissioned. And I think that the hype and spin of the right-wing National Party Act 
um, is is trickling down. There's a real movement internationally with the uh, biotech lobby pushing not only for you know mandatory taking of the controversial Pfizer or whatever vaccine, but also pushing for CRISPR gene editing. It's the latest genetic technique. I think yep. some of the counselors have fallen for that false narrative. So presumably these local body politicians were elected in by voters, and I, we know that the turnouts for these elections uh, for voting is not too high. Was any of this talked about at that time? Are you saying during the local body elections, was it was it a... Yeah, because you mentioned that, the, you know, like a new crop of local body politicians is, have kind of come in here more on the right. And um, I'm just wondering if any of, of their, let's say, um, uh, enthusiasm when it comes to GE and uh, and the industry, when was any of that ever talked about in their you know campaigns? No, no, Were they ever wasn't. local issues? No, it actually wasn't, and I think that's because during the local body elections, everyone just assumed that since basically the year two thousand and and since two thousand and three, when this when this Northland Auckland Intercouncil Working Party on the risks of GMOs was created. And then Auckland Council uh, joined in with the Northland Councils. Everyone just kind of assumed that it was all done and dusted. We'd been through various court battles with overseas multinationals, with Federated Farmers of New Zealand, and we won all the court cases and were awarded full costs. And everyone just kind of assumed that it was all done and dusted. I think also Kaipara had some financial issues. They went bankrupt at one stage um, due to issues issues with surge and they were run by independent commissioners so i think it really wasn't discussed and now we just have a few inexperienced uh i would go so far as to say naive um individuals who are now counselors who are essentially buying into the hype and spin and it's not just about the g issue it's about um sna significant natural areas anything to do with environment, conservation, sound biosecurity. Uh, yeah, some, some of this new lot are um, sadly dragging the chain. So it's our job in response to G Fred Kaipara contacting our community group and um, local farmers and other primary producers contacting us saying get the cattle prod out and, uh, <laughs> yeah, give them a bit of a rev and remind them of their obligations to their ratepayers, to their farmers, to the backbone of Northland. It's not just about the Kuiper because if they were to allow outdoor GE, GMO experiments or field trials in Rohi, well, invariably through all the vectors through uh, contamination, the wind, pollen, seeds, vegetative material, machinery, soils, waterways, extreme weather events, animals, invariably it would make its way into the coastal marine area and into the neighboring councils and we can't have that yeah so i see um, that i see that 70 percent of those uh, local politicians in the kaipara district council were replaced and there a name comes up here ron manderson councillor manderson previously been involved with the genetic engineering of plants mm. at the department of scientific and industrial research and mm. I believe that he, well, he obviously would be open to the opportunities of GEGMOs being examined in Kaipara. So the story here says, mm. so you've got someone who's yep. an enthusiast on the inside. Yep. So he's an old DSIR man. 
He's got links to the New Zealand Prime Research Institutes, including AgriSearch. AgriSearch is one of the most, uh, I would go so far as to say, just grossly incompetent and flagrantly torturing and experimenting on animals at their research facility at in the Waikato. Um, and they made head, uh, front page news back in 2010 because so many of the uh, animals, the, the cows that they were experimenting on, they had high animal mortality rates, gross deformities, and even the wee little calves at seven months soon dropped dead. And when they were autopsy, their internal organs were either the wrong size or in the wrong place. So they've been involved in that. And wow. uh, we managed to shut down their cloning program. But their latest thing, their latest hype and spin is that we need CRISPR gene-edited grasses, particularly ryegrass, to help ameliorate and save us from climate change. Now, it is absolutely absurd because there are so many things that we could be doing right now to address and reduce our uh, contribution to, um, you know, climate change. And, and instead, they're appropriating public money, and now they're doing overseas experiments in the good old USA with their gene-edited grasses, which, by the way, have been a miserable failure. But this this counselor from the Kaipara, this uh, Ron Manderson, he um, obviously um, believes that that would be a good way to go. And we do live in a democracy. People are entitled to their view, but we keep bringing it back to the wishes of the, the farmers and the ratepayers people who earn their livelihood producing safe and clean, nourishing GM-free food uh, and have access to key markets and premiums. And it's those people and their valuable enterprises need protection. And again, the, the liability issue. If anybody wants to come to the Kuiper or anywhere in the Auckland or Northern region, let them prove financial fitness, let them post a $20 million bond and let them be personally and financially liable in the quote, highly unlikely event of unintended or unforeseen adverse effects, which, of course, is a huge deterrent. And if it's going to be such an incredible industry going forward, that people would be happy to put up the money, you'd think. Okay, so um, I see that a council working party had been set up. That was back in June. They, the story I'm reading here says they had not yet made any recommendations on future GEGMO precautionary and prohibitive processes, policies and rules. So when do you think that's going to drop? You know the the, the culmination well, of that working party that what what they pull together, and what do you think it will be? Well, that's the other concern. Our members and supporters in the Kaipara have been contacting our community group and saying, "Hey, what's this new quote working party? What's this secretive cluster of just a few councillors, including Councillor um, Ron Anderson?" Um, Public public are excluded from the meetings of the working party. Oh, they say, so they're excluded, are they? Yes, and it's very been very difficult so far. We have not been able to get minutes of these meetings. So why would they be? Why would some of the staff at Kaipara have told us that they're very concerned about this? We've lodged a local government official information and meetings act request, and on top of that, guess who their advisor is? Their well, advisor hear. is Mark Farnsworth, who's the former chairman of the Northern Regional Council and essentially world famous for dragging the chain and refusing to allow the council to act on the concerns of farmers and ratepayers and for the council basically to act on its duty of care to protect the environment and our biosecurity. 
So that is not um, making people very happy. Yeah, uh, this seems to be a common thing with anything that we seem to um, talk about related now to local government is is the lack of public engagement, you know, no meetings, um, um, radio silence. How does how, how do they get away with that? Well, I don't think they're going to get away with anything because we went and gave a presentation to them the other day at Manify, at Council Chambers, and we basically very politely praised the council for doing for doing excellent mahi for so many years, for being a full member of the Northland Auckland Intercouncil Working Party on the risks of GMOs, for um, working in a fiscally responsible, collaborative and regional approach to the risks of GMOs, and noting that in the Northland Regional Policy Statement, the Northland Regional Plan, the Whangarei District Council, Operative District Plan, the Far North District Plan, the Auckland Unitary Plan, they all have the precautionary prohibitive GE GMO provisions, and they're lucky last, and they really need to pull finger and take action to protect the farmers and other ratepayers of the Kuiper, in our view. Yeah, so setting up a working party would indicate that there's kind of a, um, a pressing ahead with this. Well, just the, the name that they've chosen, this working party, you know, there's very few councillors on it. Their advisor is questionable at best. And in 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 our view, it is unacceptable that they're being so secretive. We would like um, we would like them to be more open to ratepayers, to members of the public, and we certainly are um, filing um, you know official information act requests, and certainly going to back this up with legal action if necessary. But we hope that we won't get there because we won't have to go there because really there's nowhere for them to go. I mean, last year, the previous Kuiper Council did exactly the right thing. They proposed the precautionary and prohibitive GEGMO provisions, policies, and rules. They had the largest number of submissions from their ratepayers saying, yes, we want this, this is what we want, this is what we need. So they're basically going to have to now go to the statutory formal process. And um, and uh, I honestly, I, I think they've got nowhere to go with this because district councils are obligated to um, act in keeping with the operative regional plans and regional policy statements. They have to give effect to it. So I think it may just be partly ignorance and naivete and a, and a bit of, you know, just too many issues and they're feeling a bit overwhelmed. I'm not sure, but we're basically going to ensure that we participate in this process as the key as a key stakeholder and um and hold the council to account. Yeah, just um and the bigger picture with the election coming up and, and how that could um end up. Um it could be that that this is <laughs> this issue doesn't go away at all. Because there are national level politicians who are wanting to, you know, sort of, um, I don't know, kickstart oh. or, or 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 turbocharge or whatever. Oh. Um, the G. Well, did you see Chris Luxton a few weeks ago being interviewed on some? I don't know whether it was TV three with Jack Jack Tame, and oh, Chris Luxton was TV going. Did, oh. yeah. There were, you know, when asked about the risks, oh, there are no risks, and when asked about documented. 
um, adverse effects from overseas. So it's not just about risk, it's about paying attention to everything that's gone wrong overseas. And when uh, Jack asked Chris about that and said, well, what about the genetically engineered herbicide-resistant uh, bent grass that escaped from the field trial site in the state of Idaho in the USA and contaminated all of eastern Oregon and all of eastern Washington, and it's getting into the canals and the ditches and affecting the farmers and the grass seed um, industry. What about that? And Chris goes, Chris Luxon goes, I'm not aware of that. And Jack's like, uh, I just told you about it, and here's the documentation. Um, hello, like Mr. Potato Head. Well, if you're <laughs> going to be promoting stuff, you better know what the hell you're talking about. Exactly. And you would have thought the National Party would be backing and would be loyal to farmers. It's not just organic farmers. It's the whole lot, conventional, yeah. IPM, organic, all of them. We have very valuable, 100% uh, pure uh, New Zealand brand. We have a zero tolerance policy for any GE or GMO content in imported seeds, including at indigenous presence. These are important things. And I have to say, full credit to the um, current Minister for the Environment, um, David Parker. He's been very supportive of farmers and the enforceable GE free zones. So we absolutely do not want, uh, in our view, <laughs> national party or act and we're certainly looking to um some of the other smaller parties and looking to um the greens and looking to winston peters because new zealand first has traditionally always had a um a valuable g free policy so um right yeah certainly we are very concerned about um about the election and you know how it is with kiwis they like a change but we want a change for the better not a change for the worse <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, let's see what happens. Thanks for coming on and explaining all that. Zilka um, Grammar, GE Free Northland um, Chairwoman, we appreciate your time. Oh, you're most welcome. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.